Greg Grunberg, uh, Snap Wexley from Heroes, and Commander Finnegan of Yorktown from uh, a little thing called Star Trek. And you are kneeling before the pod. Kneel Before Blog presents... Kneel Before Pod. Welcome to a midichlorian-infused episode of Neil Before Pod, the podcast that is all of the podcasts. The time has come for us to discuss the end of the Skywalker saga, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Up first, he appears to have sent a transmission from beyond the grave somehow, and that's important apparently. It's Angus. Greg. Hello. The dead speak, apparently. So, who knows. And also with me is Natalie, who... Maybe also sent a transmission? We don't know. Couldn't decipher it. It was written on a knife somewhere. Lost in translation. Yeah, well, could be. Right, so I guess we should start off by saying Happy New Year to all our listeners. This is the first podcast of 2020, so... Ooh, Happy New Year! What is it? Is it the Roaring Twenties again, or is it the the Depression again? Who knows? Oh, yeah, I was going to say all of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Happy New Year, listeners. I hope it's better than 2019. Let's just say that. Right, so we're here to discuss Star Wars. We will be forgoing the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, should I say. We'll be forgoing our Neil Before Rise Again segment because this topic's big enough. And hopefully everyone will be kind of interested in it anyway. We'll see. So, Natalie, do you want to kick us off with your spoiler-free thoughts on this Last quote unquote entry on Star on Star Wars. Last of the Star Wars. The last of. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Got a bit uh, at some point. Thought it was a bit too long. Is that spoiler free? Very spoiler free. Yeah. You've confirmed that that you did indeed enjoy it and that it was a length of. Film, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yes, Angus, what did you think? I was wept along in typical JJ Abrams fashion. Uh, I I shook my head in disbelief at several times. <laughs> I think I was kind of along for the ride. Um, I've only seen it once, but there were entertaining moments. I felt like it kind of raced along and what about it a lot of the or didn't really worry about the what about for a lot of the plot there's tons and tons of sort of nostalgia stuff in there for for fans and i don't know if it quite cohesively ties up with the rest of the trilogy but uh it, it was entertaining on first watch frustrating in other points cool well I really, really hated it. it (laughs) This podcast is going to be amazing. Yeah, I I thought it was dreadful. Although, it's well publicised how much I don't like J.J. Abrams. (laughs) That should be well known by now. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't want to have to watch the crap that he 
makes because it's all rubbish and it's getting worse. So I think this is probably one of the worst Star Wars films ever made. I mean, it's objectively better mm. made than the prequels, but audible guess. I think there's just so much wrong with it. And to be fair, I came out of it. Well, Angus, you'll remember my angry reaction after Star Trek Into Darkness. The legendary reaction. The legendary reaction. I didn't have that here because I got exactly the film I was expecting. I knew what, or had a fair idea of what kind of Star Wars movie he was going to make. And that's exactly what I got. So I came out of it and I was like, yep, that about (laughs) what I thought it was going to be. So there we go. Oh, well, you you got what you were expecting. Yeah. Although the two and a half hours of my life could have been better spent on something I might have enjoyed. But, you know, who knows? So there we go. JJ does it again, and that's not a good thing. So should we move into spoiler territory? Yes. Let's go for it. Okay, Chewie, punch it. That's a fading hyperdrive noise. Um, Oh, I was trying to be... I thought you were trying to be tobacco. You think that's my Chewie impression? Yeah, go for it. That's him when he's like on a... When he sees a a ship that he's supposed to be on exploding. (gasps) Spoiler alert! Straight the spoilers, okay. Um, What? I've got a spoiler, and okay, so it happens at the end, but... Why did they have to kill Kylo? Before we get to that... Seriously! No! Like, that is mega... Her choice. Before we get to that, yeah. before the film started, like with Endgame, three of us that were in attendance, only one of which is actually here, that'll be me, did oh, yeah. some predictions of what we thought was going to happen in the mm-hmm. film. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play those clips just now nice. and we'll see how right everybody was. Oh, I can't wait to it. hear them. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's more exciting because it's people that we weren't with. <laughs> Prediction one, Millennium Falcon's going to get destroyed. We're going to see it go down in like a ball of flame because it's the last one and they can do it. Number two, oh, I had this one. I reckon Kylo Ren's going to commit suicide. <laughs> I think he's going to get emperored or whatever and then Kylo Ren's going to like stab himself through the thingy and the emperor will be like firing lightning and go, nah, nah, rah. And it'll be like, be a weird like self-sacrifice thing. And I reckon this is going to be like almost 90% action. <laughs> I think this movie's just going to be just action and it'll be like 20 minutes of talking <laughs> cool. let's see how wrong I am are we getting marked on correct predictions well we'll, we'll make fun of you or not correct predictions okay uh, let's go for there will be an opening crawl Come on. there will be a uh, John Williams score I'm just making sure that I've got a couple of points in the bag here before I like, get the rest of it all, all wrong uh, what else are we going to get to see what else? What do I want to see? Emperor's a force ghost. He's not really there. Let's go for that. Give us another two that aren't givens. I've given, given you no, ungivens here. Yeah, I've given you ungivens. I've given you two definite points. One that I'm not given. Exactly the 47 minute 20 second mark. Give us, give us two non-givens. And it was all a dream. I think that's good enough. One more? It's all a dream. What, is the, oh, sorry, it's all a nightmare? Yeah. There you go. That's two options there I've given you. These are all this terrible. is all a dream. <laughs> there is no stuff. Prediction number one for me, Ray will be a product of Palpatine in some way. Prediction number two, there'll be some cameos that aren't great, but people will whoop at them, such as Obi-Wan or... I don't know. Uh, going after me for a given. <laughs> What, cameos? <laughs> People are going to complain about cameos. Such yes. as Obi-Wan or, I'm going to say it, Hayden Christensen's Anakin. Here we go. Uh, prediction three, someone will gain the high ground. 
So there we go. Those were amazing. The order was <laughs> yeah, Isaac, Chris, then me. Um, Chris going with his safe predictions. What as were usual. your predictions? Because I didn't hear them. <laughs> Mine were. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna edit this part out because you're supposed to have heard them. No, no, no. <laughs> you heard it. He predicted that Ray was going to be Palpatine. Oh, was that you? Oh, you pro- sounded different. Yeah. A product of Palpatine in some oh way. Oh my god, yeah, so. you guys were on it. Like, I was laughing and gasping and like, I feel like you've gone into the future. That was very, very good. I went with a safe J.J. Abrams predictions. <laughs> two out of three of mine were right. Isaac's predictions well, would have made for a more interesting film. Well, his, what did he say? I it was about 80% action. I think he was right on that. Yeah. 90% well, action. 90%. Still pretty close. Yeah. Um and the whole he the whole Kylo Ren thing, like it was a self sacrifice, right? And like so I feel like Isaac definitely got that right. From a certain point of view. <laughs> no, no, but like seriously, that I'm impressed. Although no Anakin. No, he was voice. There. His voice what? was there. his voice. Yeah, but not actually Hayden Christensen. That's still a that's all what we voice. want to see. Huh? It was his voice. Yeah, but that's not his face. His beautiful yeah, but it's beautiful face. It's still a cameo. It's still a cameo. <laughs> so that was that. Mm, Prediction. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Well done, guys. I know. Yeah. I'm just glad I was mostly right. No one gained the high ground, although Ray was trying, I suppose. All that leaping she was doing. Well, a lot of leaping. Yeah. So many leaps. So many flips. So many jumps. Okay. So that was a, a brief aside. I'm not sure what nice. it was supposed to accomplish. It was just something that we did. We did it for Endgame. We'll do it for other big films, maybe. If we're it's at midnight it's honestly impressive. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, I'm surprised. Right, so I guess we should just start <clears> with <throat> Ray because she's supposed to be the kind of central figure to all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what did we think of, like, Ray in this film? What did what did she do? What did she accomplish? Was it any good or not? Uh, Angus first. I think the, the whole revelation, if we can call it that... <laughs> The, re- the reversal of <laughs> the Last Jedi. <laughs> your your parents are nobody's. Yeah, but we know that that's a lie. Like as soon as that said, I was like, that is no way true. Oh, I don't Actually, know. I, think it... I didn't think it was a lie during the Last Jedi because I thought really? the point. Well, the whole point of the Last Jedi is about how heroes don't have to be part of. Yeah, but I still was lines. like, yeah. I'm still oh. So then I it made the. Ray hears that she knows it's true. Like she, there's that kind of glimmer of recognition on her face as well. She doesn't think she's being deceived at that point. I think she and... wants to believe that, but she definitely has <laughs> internalized, you know, trauma of being abandoned, and she like knows. Knows. She wants to believe that her parents were junk traders okay. that sold her for drinking <laughs> money. I mean, yes. <laughs> Because that's obviously a better reality I, than what Gus is about to reveal. No, I think I just I think she was a solid <laughs> character throughout the the trilogy. I don't really like the kind of flip flopping that's happened to her backstory, and I I think the inclusion of Palpatine is incredible in in oh, the God. worst way. Yes, <laughs> the Last Jedi is basically about the past is important, but it, you shouldn't repeat mistakes of it, and it's about you know putting it in the past and moving on and. Find Breaking a free. Way forward, but now it's mm. like no, no. You're a Palpatine. Your bloodline is important because Kylo Ren's a Skywalker, and that's important. So, yeah, it it just matters who you're related to now, not who you are or what you do. Yeah, so it's kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened to her? 
But as I say, I think she's kind of held the trilogy together, and I've I've really enjoyed her character all the way through. And I, I don't know, did she develop all that much in this one? She's supposed mm-hmm. to have been trained by Leia, and I guess her relationship with Leia was supposed to be developed a little bit in this. But obviously, the limitation of not having Carrie Fisher around to be able to take part in this film and having to stitch together lines and shots of her from other films mm-hmm. meant that. They were limited in that and what they could do there. I honestly wish that they hadn't done that at all because it was just so badly done. It was, it was weird, right? You know, like it was really weird. Yeah, because Ray or her daughter, as in yeah. Fisher's daughter, would say something yeah. and then she'd reply with something that doesn't quite fit. And I mean, I thought, they did, I thought yeah. they did okay with it, but I just still thought it was weird because I guess I didn't anticipate them actually having that much um, to work with. It and she like, appeared in it like way more than I thought. It was difficult to separate the actual loss of Carrie Fisher with what you were seeing on mm-hmm. screen. And yeah, yeah, yeah it was difficult the, to kind of remove that from your mind whenever she appeared. Yeah, but the dialogue doesn't help because, you know, she only ever says like one thing at a time. She never says anything meaningful. It's just yeah. yeah, just like good old fashioned <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, so, was, complete opposite. Yeah. And she was a Jedi, don't forget, because that was apparently a thing that mm. was happening. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got a bit of young Leia as well. Yeah. Um, apparently her daughter that. played that part as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it must have been good. quite hard. Yeah. J.J. Abrams has been revealing things that should have happened in the film and didn't, or explaining things that he didn't explain in the film <laughs> and didn't, in interviews, and it's like... Oh, Why right. is he doing it now? Can't he do it in another movie like what they normally do? Because what you have to do is you have to watch a film and then you have to read all the footnotes to actually get, understand what they're doing because you can't actually do something in a film anymore. Mm. The destiny of movies. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, I agree with you that Ray didn't develop an awful lot. And I think, I'm going to say this about all the characters, but I think the pace of the film really hurts everything because what happens is something will happen that's supposed to have impact and then it never has any impact because they're too busy rushing on to the, same, the next thing. So yeah, definitely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. It felt like they were always trying to, yeah, like, it's like Ray, you're a half side quest, and then, she, and then she's like, "Well, that that probably sucks," and then <laughs> she doesn't really mention it again until she meets him. You know, that's something that you need to take a minute and digest. I think. Mm. So, I mean, I never got the impression that she was in any way conflicted between her her dark bloodline, I guess. Mm. And, yeah. Well, I mean, they tried for about five seconds, but then that was kind of well, like it was, on to the next one. It was really cheap. And this is a, a point I'm stealing from somebody else, probably on a podcast or on YouTube that I can't remember. I'd love to be able to credit them, but they compared it to the, the Vader reveal in Empire and how Luke had met Vader and had a relationship, had watched Obi-Wan be struck down by Vader. And so there was all this background to the devastating reveal that he was his father. And then in this one, Ray has never met Palpatine, doesn't know anything about Palpatine. He's never been mentioned in any of the other films. And then suddenly she hears that she's related to him and it's supposed to have the mm-hmm. same impact. Like, oh, duh, 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 she's, she's related to a baddie. But of course well, it doesn't because it doesn't Darth have Sidious it. In the last film. Right. Well, I mean, she has good knowledge, historically speaking, of like what's gone before. Because first movie that she's introduced to she has a lot of knowledge about everything about everyone you know about Han Solo like she obviously has done her research so she's going to know who he is 
But the cast but decide whether it's be... myth or it actually happened, you know, from the perspective of these mm. younger characters. Yeah, but if these are the stories, like, she would have been familiar with, like, who that is. But yeah, it's not... Well, maybe it's more, because it's more, he's like a mythical figure. I suppose Leia would have told her mm. as part of her, her training. Isn't it revealed that, like, Leia knew who she was the whole time? <laughs> yeah, because of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> because she was a Jedi and had a lightsaber and everything. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that happened. As one of Leia's lines is, from the shadows from the very beginning. What do you think the context of that was originally? Because it was all footage from The Force Awakens, so... Um, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone will go back and kind of stitch it together or pick out the bits mm-hmm. where these lines well, came from. It was all from. deleted stuff. It was well, stuff where they could have come from. Because I, yeah. I know that the, the footage, you know, the the reunion hug and things like that yeah, was replayed. Really yeah. Yeah, and I, I kind of picked up on that almost right away, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ray is a Palpatine. I mean, I've, I'm sure... Why Palpatine? Why, why Palpatine? Is this so that it wasn't like... Ins- you know, because who else could she be descended from that's evil and that could, in theory... Not related to Kylo Ren. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't yes, be a that, would been, that would have been very Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had enough like children of characters that we are aware of. I think we've had our fill now. There's too many. It's quite an inbred universe, it seems. I think before even seeing any trailers for this and knowing that J.J. Abrams was coming back and knowing what he did with The Force Awakens in terms of just how much it tread the same path as the originals, probably have guessed that he was just going to say, all right, whatever happened in The Last Jedi, forget it. I'm just going to go back to what worked before and just reuse all the old formula. I feel like this is a sequel to the unproduced well, remake of The Last Jedi that everybody wanted. Well, not everybody, but some very loud people wanted. And I'm quite sick of these horrible people being pandered to. They've clearly made this film for the detractors of The Last Jedi, because it throws out everything that The Last Jedi did. Just look at Rosie's screen time. She has apparently less than two minutes screen time, um, which suggests that it's pandering. They've tried to cover it up by being like, well, in the script most of her scenes were with Leia, so we had to change that. And it's like... You could have given her something else to do. You didn't need Dominic Monaghan saying all the lines that she could have said, for example. I'm not buying what they're selling in terms of the, oh no, we wanted to put Rose in it more, but we couldn't because the script said that we couldn't. It's like, you wrote the bloody thing. You can change it. You knew what you had to work with. What? Most of our scenes were supposed to be with Leia. Yeah. Why couldn't they have just made them with, like, anybody else? Yeah. Also, you threw in this Dominic Monaghan character who says a lot of stuff and he's not needed. Because Rose could have said that stuff. I mean, it's it would have been good, but he's like one of J.J. Abrams' pals. He was in Lost. He's one mm-hmm. of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His was yeah. quite a distracting cameo, I found. He was really annoying. <laughs> it's because he wouldn't shut up. He was in the background of like every scene they were on the, the not indoor bit rebel mm-hmm. base. And uh, just saying stuff. It's like, how did you find this out? He's like, dark secrets and cloning and dark magic. And it's like, who do you know? <laughs> who are you and why... Why are you here? What is going on? Hmm. Yeah, I actually I did find him rather distracting, and I feel bad because obviously you know he's chosen to be Lord of the Rings. But as soon as he came on, I was like, "There's a hobbit in here." <laughs> We're in outer space. 
because you can't have space hobbits apparently. No, well, we're, and there's crossover potential for sure, but this isn't the <laughs> film to do it. So, well, it's a film to do almost everything else apparently. God, I actually kind of almost want to write that. <laughs> well, there's probably already fan fiction, but you could. Oh add to it. God, I hope not. You had the writers of Rohan <laughs> showing up in the final battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, Ray. So, yeah, she didn't really do much. She just kind of went along from place to place. And she had a lot of knowledge thrown at her, but she doesn't really do anything with it. She doesn't yeah. contextualise any of it. She just kind yeah. of muddles her through. And Like, I don't get the impression at the end of the film that she knows who she is or she's confident with who she is. Well, she just caused Kyla Ren to die, but... I feel like they spent a lot of time on a lot of other things, but I feel like they should have just given her story a little bit of space, you know? Instead of it just being an A to B to C treasure hunt. Back to yeah. B to B to some other number symbol, back to uh, yeah, it's just, negative one. I agree with your point about the pace, Craig. It just barrels along and doesn't really allow for any breathing room. Yeah. There's no time to reflect on anything. It's yeah. just things get thrown at you and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, wasn't there a trailer with Dark Ray in it where it's like a glimpse or something? And then when you're watching the film, it is a little bit more than a glimpse. But I thought they would have spent at least six minutes <laughs> on that. You know? Well, I knew it wasn't going to be anything other than a vision because I didn't think there was enough time to turn her But when can you miss it? Like, they could have, I mean... Just a retread just of the have... spooky tree from Empire. Yeah, it's yeah. just a stupid lightsaber yeah. as well. <laughs> you could have just given it a little bit longer. Like, a little bit longer. Well, her fighting her, like, dark self could have been a really interesting sequence because mm. it comes just after you find out about the Palpatine thing. So it's on mm. her mind, you know, and to have that manifest as a vision that kind of fights her. I mean, it would have just been another kind of dull lightsaber fight, I suppose, but in theory it could have been this interesting look at what she could become and she could decide I'm not going to become that on the back of that fight but no she gets knocked out the door and then Kylo Ren's there again oh Kylo Ren <laughs> I'm not letting this go I was devastated you're not over it. <laughs> I'm not over it no way no way I'm over it I mean I That's do agree with you that rubbish his, thing that they've done. his death was pointless because it doesn't really again it why didn't she bring anything. him back I kind of, I would quite like the the rest of their lives to just be this kind of stolen few minutes as they resurrect each other, or just using <laughs> the, their force power. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Pushing Daisies. It'd be a bit like that. But why can't he? Why can't he just stay though? Why can't she just stroll back into the rebel base with him and be like, "Hey, everyone, it's Ben," and they'll be like, "Didn't he murder tons of our friends?" <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mine. matter now. Oh, well, it's made me sad, I'll tell you that. For yeah, again, that's another retcon from The Last Jedi. Because in The Last Jedi, Kylo Ren was like, I'm in charge now, I don't care about the past, the past can go screw itself for all I care. And then he becomes subservient to Palpatine very quickly. <laughs> and puts his yeah. mask back on. And Yeah, but like, not through his choice. It felt like, you know, this no, was all... No, it was his choice. It didn't feel like it. I mean, all he had to do was not take him up on his offer. And then what would have happened? He would have been destroyed. We don't know, because it was never not going to happen like that. Oh, gosh. 
See, the thing is, I think the third film in this trilogy should have been, based on The Last Jedi, should have been about everything that we used to have doesn't work anymore. It's all gone, it's all changing, Mm. it's all different. So it should have been about the new characters building something better. And I think they put it in a situation where Rey and Ben, or Kylo Ren, whatever you want to call them, could sort of work together and make something that works. Yeah. I mean, there's the argument that he's... He can't really be redeemed, but if you look at Vader, look at everything Vader did, and he was able to be redeemed. He was a bit yeah. more manipulated, though. No, is... but I mean, maybe ultimately, though, Kylo Ren, he's just old childhood, and he's not understood who he was. And... Vader wasn't redeemed enough to be able to attend the Endor barbecue with, <laughs> you know, without dying first. <laughs> Unless you read, like, an Elseworlds comic, where he puts on a like, white version of his suit and... Enjoys the rebellion. True story. It does happen. Pictures, please. Um, yeah. Um, is... No, that was that was. That's one for the show sad. notes. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but there's a there's some comics that sort of reimagine a moment in the original trilogy and in each of the films to be different and sort of in the a New Hope. It's just the torpedo that Luke fires malfunctions and the Death Star doesn't blow up and. Empire Strikes Back, Luke just freezes to death out in the snowy wilderness and things change from there. And Return of the Jedi, I forget what the actual change is. I think it is just that Vader survives. But seriously though, why? I mean, I I really don't get why they killed them all. Because they did have that opportunity to show redemption and set them on a new path. Yeah. Well, he did sort of achieve redemption, or he turned his back on. No, he well, he definitely did, but like, yeah. but he it would have been nice to have had him exist in that like fear for a moment, you know, and have people realize that the dark side had been won over by the light, because now it's just that light defeated dark. It doesn't feel like you know they've overcome, you know, this massive massive saga you know like they've, it's just been they battled they fought together saved her yeah, died but you, yeah but you can't defeat dark that's part of the that's part of the one part of the issue i have with this film is it it goes back to this whole this old idea of you know the the light will prevail against the dark but in the, you know in the last jedi they have this conversation about how balance means that both need to exist and Luke says to say that when the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. And that's mm. not the case at all. So even though they have this big celebration, there's no way like the one in Return of the Jedi where the First Order are brought down because apparently that was a big deal. But after three films, I still don't really know what the First Order are, so I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us why you hated this film, Craig. Yeah, well, I'm going to spend the next <laughs> long explaining it. So... That sounds yeah. like a follow-up podcast. Yeah, so the... <laughs> but the darkness should still be there. It should still exist because it isn't something that anyone owns. It's a concept. Mm. And it's whether people align themselves to it or not. So in Return of the Jedi, it seems that everybody wins, but they get, what, 10 years of peace before the First Order turn up or something like that? So, yeah, that's that's rubbish. And now after this, there will surely be some other dark force that will rise to combat all this light. That's flying about. You would think so. 
I don't think J.J. Abrams knows what balance is. So he shouldn't be dealing with the Force? Well, no, I, I don't think he should be making these films at all. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I don't think he understands what he's talking about. And I don't think he's able to explore it in the level of detail that I'd like. So, yeah, this, this is what we get. We just kind of get a pandering, fan service poorly written piece of expensive fan fiction that really gives you nothing of substance to dive into. And I think the Kylo Ren problem is a good example of that. I don't think he knew what he was going to do with Kylo Ren, and it's pretty obvious there was no plan for this trilogy when it started, despite the fact that they said that there was one. Well, that's really sad. Yeah. Because when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they committed to making a trilogy, didn't they? But no one sat down and said, okay, here's where it's going to end up. doesn't make any sense. why, Why would you make it like that? (laughs) <laughs> well, it worked for George Lucas back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but he was building on what he was inventing. And then he got other writers to take it on and add complexity to it. That's why The Empire Strikes Back is so interesting, because it takes what was in the first one and builds on it. And then Return of the Jedi, as we discussed in another podcast, is problematic, but mostly satisfying, at least in terms of the Luke Vader and then Emperor conflict. But Say the same thing though about the sequel trilogy in that it was it started off pretty derivatively. It was it was developing in an interesting way. Okay, a lot of people didn't like Last Jedi, but a lot of people did. Yeah. And then the misstep then probably is this one where it's just completely kind of disregarded any development that was happening through the second film. Yeah. It's a sequel to an unproduced remake of The Last Jedi. Because it ignores everything, even when Luke turns up. He's like, oh yeah, see all that stuff I was saying last film? I was wrong. Um, <laughs> you sh- oh, you shouldn't throw away a Jedi's weapon. You know, like I did. Right? Yeah. A couple of years ago or however long it's been. Although, it, I mean, I'm happy with Luke saying that he was wrong to hide away and cut himself off because that's his arc in The Last Jedi, realising that he shouldn't have done that. And he kind of makes up for that by, well, not well, by projecting himself. He doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, because presumably his X-Wing is not capable of flight, unlike it is in this film. Like, he cannibalizes a piece of it to make a door, so... Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure why it's functional in this film. <laughs> well, they obviously didn't think that deeply about it. Also, do you think that Luke Skywalker used the same X-Wing throughout like his entire Rebel career? I don't think he did. <laughs> well, we have to go with the evidence. And yes, he did. <laughs> Well, according to this film, yeah. <laughs> we just like make it non-canon and move on. <laughs> yeah, he, he never got shot down. It never got damaged enough that he needed a new ship. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. It's got his name written on the side. You can't just remove that. Yeah. Or it's like the beacon is his or whatever it is. Yeah, nonsense. With, with Kylo Ren, what did you think of the Han Solo cameo? Um, that's, oh. that's the only time I was genuinely surprised I thought he said he would never be back that's why I was surprised <laughs> and it was so good to see him fine I'll do, one, him? I'll do one more of these as long as I never have to do another one ever again I thought that was <laughs> the deal <you> know. <laughs> yeah how come he gets to be a ghost he's not a ghost he's a memory yeah, yeah that was kind of a 
another sort of oh. shaking my head moment where I was just like, what, what is going on here? Oh, I uh, liked it. Uh, Hashtag save He wasn't a yeah, ghost I, because he didn't have the white outline that everyone else has. <laughs> but he's not a Jedi. No, no, he's not a... Well, not that we know of. He's not Force-sensitive that we know of, but it was just a memory, and the implication is that Leia is the one that triggers it, because I guess she can't be bothered speaking to her own son. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it was kind of an interesting callback to their last conversation, Dark Alert Base, and it caused him to sort of go full emo and throw away his lightsaber. You know who would have made more sense in that moment, though? Anakin. Because Kylo Ren's a Vader fanboy <laughs> since the beginning, so having the guy that he idolises come and tell him, you've got the wrong idea about me, what you think I am is not what I was, would have been quite interesting, I think. I think that would have been truly mind-blowing, especially if it was Hayden Christensen. <laughs> well, I mean, it has to be. I suppose they could use Matt Lanter, he voices him in the Clone Wars cartoon. I would have been up for it. I mean, I don't think that Hayden Christensen's a terrible actor. I just don't think that George Lucas is a particularly good director, so I didn't get very much out of him. Plus, he didn't have all that good material to play with. In the I guess well, if you're willing to have Palpatine in this one, why not just kind of throw everything at it and say, all right, let's just get everyone back. Lando, yeah. Palpatine, Anakin. Yeah. Obi-Wan. You get a cameo. You get a cameo. Obi-Wan, who decides to make his ghost look younger because he's quite vain in his afterlife. Although Alec Guinness does make a voice cameo. Apparently the word afraid is cut at the beginning and at the end, so it says Ray. Oh yeah, like in Force Awakens. Oh my gosh. I know. It's truly, <sighs> truly amazing. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mind is blown. Yeah. I suppose the, the fact that the Han Solo scene mirrors the scene where Kylo Ren kills him in the first film is in theory quite interesting, but I don't know, I just found the dialogue quite hackneyed because it was just following that same template and you know how it was going to end as well. So, I mean, at that you point... You knew how this film was going to anyway. end. Well, I knew that at that point there's nowhere else for him to go other than towards redemption. So I didn't think he was going to reject his father's memory slash ghost slash whatever the hell he was at that point. You know what I thought was going to happen? I thought that they were going to do like some sort of role reversal, you know, like in Freaky Friday. <laughs> I, thought that, like, I thought that she was going to go to the dark side and he was going to find the light and the force and, you know, they'd meet in some sort of well, middle ground. Climactic battle. <laughs> <laughs> Just how I thought it was going to go down. And, and that's why I'm so, sorry to go back to this, but I'm so disappointed that Ray's like dark self lasted mere seconds because I thought in my head I was sorry I was going to go and sorry I yawned yeah it's it's problematic to say the least <laughs> I like how she found her uh, her vision of herself it had to go on this big treasure hunt to find out where it was going to be and then it was the side room of the emperor's throne room <laughs> Well, that treasure hunt was nonsense. So we have to find <laughs> this ancient Sith dagger that happens to line up exactly with the wreckage of the Death Star that's on this moon. Oh, and we but just like, so happen to be in the right bit where it's fallen and blah. Yeah, so it's... Hang on. It was so cute, the, but... 
So the raging waters won't move this <laughs> wreckage at all. It won't erode at it. It won't do anything. Also, we've seen Return of the Jedi. There was no wreckage from the Death Star. It's pretty well atomized. <laughs> Blown to smithereens. But apparently the, the room that the Emperor was in completely survived. And, you know, it makes absolutely no sense. That was no. so but, stupid. But, like, but it's somehow pleasing. Why, did they, the why do you have to go on a multi-step treasure hunt? only to be led to the Emperor's throne room. <laughs> yeah. Surely someone would have already kind of gone scavenging around in there. If not that, as soon as they heard that Palpatine was alive, or as soon as they think Palpatine's alive, as soon as that message comes through, someone should be like, let's go look in the last place that he was. <laughs> and then you skip all that early stuff, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, that's probably the first place you would look, right? The throne room, and it has the dagger in there for some reason. Instead of going... Wild goose chase, and then kind of ending up. Oh yeah, of course. But it made for a good story, though, right? <laughs> Why was that location on an ancient Sith dagger? That's what I can't figure out. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I like their ancient Sith dagger. It was, like you said, it was very Goonies that they could just hold it up and have it line up perfectly. But Cindy Lauper was playing in my head. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Get up. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely no sense whatsoever. No, none at all. No, it was cute. A little bit of escapism, which is what we all need. I mean, there's escapism and then there's taking leave of common sense. <laughs> it, uh, to be fair, it kind of ruined the trilogy for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think it was ruined already. I'm kind of going back and forth <laughs> about this because on one hand, it's a film about space wizards with laser swords. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's maddeningly bad writing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. every fictional universe should like conform to a set of rules because that's how they establish stakes. So like, you can or can't do this within this framework. So if they don't get that stuff right, then it just becomes nonsense. And it it started to lose me right at the beginning with light speed skipping. Because it's like, no, you can't do that because that's not how light speed works. Let's yeah, they've never it. been able to do that until... Wait, what? So, well... Let's look at the, the first use of light speed in, or hyperspace, whatever you want to call it, in the first Star Wars movie, the first chronologically released Star Wars movie, you know, the one that's now called A New Hope. Han had to do like a load of calculations before they could make a safe jump, otherwise they might plow into an asteroid field or a star or something. Yep. And you can't do it within a planetary atmosphere. This film begins, Poe is just pulling on that lever, appearing in planetary atmospheres, disappearing and and being followed by TIE fighters who can apparently now just track them wherever <laughs> they go. So that to me just breaks the internal logic of the universe because it's not that's not how this technology works. All, the, all for the sake of a chase. Yeah, all for the sake of a, uh, inverted commas, cool scene. <laughs> well, is it not because they're the new people and they're, you know, taking risks and maybe technology's moved on a little bit? I think the number of times he took risks, though, I mean, as Craig has said, within the rules of this mm. world, this universe, they probably would have just been obliterated on the first go. It's like if they were ambushed well, they were and there's... If they were ambushed and it's like, we've got to escape, we haven't done any calculations, we need to jump to light speed, and then they just throttle back as soon as they can, and then it's like, oh, that was lucky. We didn't hit anything. But no, it's just casually doing it and just appearing in pre- more precarious situations and almost eaten by a giant space worm and all that stuff. That's not how the technology works. And this is what but J. J. It was Abrams fun always to watch. does. He, 
I mean, it wasn't because it just broke the universe for me. <laughs> At that point, I was thinking, whoever's making this, J.J. Abrams, doesn't understand what he's making. And the, he did the same mm. thing to Star Trek. He didn't understand that either. It's just he'll change anything to make it look cooler. And it's stupid because... It um, probably appeals to the casual fan. Hey, that's uh, me. But, but it's an insult as well because people invest a lot of time in this lore and you know figuring out how things work. And people enjoy that. And then he comes along and just... Oh, no, you can just jump to light speed whenever you feel like it. Or you just pull a lever, it's fine. As long as you're a good enough pilot or whatever. Mm. And... It's rubbish. I mean, even the flying stormtroopers. You know, we've had flying troops since the Clone Wars, so it shouldn't be a surprise that they can fly. They fly now. Yeah, but yeah. I can. Okay, so they Craig, fly now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear what you're saying, and it is shitty writing. Okay, but my point of view. I've seen all the Star Wars multiple times, and I sat there and I was going, "Wait a minute! They couldn't do this before. How come they couldn't do this before? How can they do it now?" But I can't really remember, like, the scientific reasons for why they couldn't do it. I just was about like, okay, well, we can do this now, so, all right, you know, in for a penny. So, so in the J.J. Abrams... You have to give yourself to the film sometimes, I think, you know? But I think, no, but no, I think never. people who are invested to a certain point will never be able to do that. Well, so, in the J.J. Abrams version of the Star Wars universe, the whole Battle of Hoth doesn't need to happen. Because you don't need to get the transports in orbit. You just jump to light speed from surface. You escape instantly. Fine. don't know what you want from me, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just pointing out the, the reasons. An intense level of investment. I get, I get that, but, you know, like, I think you got to leave that sometimes at the door. No, because I'm watching a Star Wars movie. So I go into a Star Wars movie and I think to myself, okay, I have a fair understanding of how this universe works. Mm. You know, here's how the technology works. Here's the limitations of it. And and when they just do things like that... It here's just, the limitations. It's an insult to the, the fan base. And it shows that no one really cares. No one working on this really cares about the, the depth of this universe. You know, the mm. what people spent a long time building. And I mean... God forbid the guy ever has an original thought. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, how did you? I mean, how was he put in control of this? Like, why? Why is that given? Because inexplicably, he makes money. Because he appeals to the largest possible fan base, the casual fans, and if it if it uh, can draw in all those people who don't, well, true. But if if his projects can. Appeal to people who aren't the the hardcore or aren't yeah. who haven't been uh, there since the beginning, even though they should probably be, you know, considered some of the most important fans of a IP. Then what's an IP? Intellectual property. Oh. He'll do whatever it takes to make the most money. And yeah, this one hasn't made as much money as the others, but I don't know. Would he have been able to make a film that pleased the longtime fans? that would have also appealed to as wide a fan base as possible. I don't know. Unfortunately, it's it's all about the business. Yeah, but who's um, going to see this movie as, like, the first movie that they're seeing? Do well, we like? as well, because it doesn't follow on from anything important. Well, no, but it does, though. But, I mean, 
think the fan base is already established. And you talk about casual fans, and I know you're talking about me. No, I'm just, I just, seen, there's, there's nothing seen wrong with them. being a casual fan. Yeah, but like, they're the ones who are going to see this. I don't know who is going to go see this movie that hasn't seen a previous Star Wars. I think at the start of every trilogy, you're going to get new people that are going to come into it. And you're going to get everyone who's seen all the others because they want to see what's happening next. But you're not going to get new people, I think, going to see this film. I think you will. But why? Because there's nothing because else every out. film is somebody's first film. Yeah. But why would it be the last of a trilogy? Because maybe they were too young when the last one came out and then they're going along to see it with their parents or something. And, you know, finally... And they've they not can... seen any of the others. Well, I don't know. I Someone don't know. Someone gets dragged along by their spouse or whatever, just... Yeah. yeah, you know, there's infinite possibilities for why someone might go to see this. Right, but as the their first numbers experience. are small for that, I think. Oh yeah, probably, but uh, there you go. You know, the thing is the the light speed skipping scene. You could have still made a cool action sequence without doing that. Mm. All you have is a tie fighter chase. They were already flying around inside some weird ice sculpture thing. Do that for a bit longer, fine. That would be okay, maybe. You have character banter, you have some risky manoeuvres, you've got TIE fighters being shot down. It can be fun. You don't need any of the other stuff. You don't need to break the universe in order to... Yeah, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, it's a shame that... Strongly about that. And obviously, Gus, you feel strongly about that too, but I guess... Maybe he's trying to be a reflection of the new characters and move it into like. No, I just I... genuinely think he doesn't care. <laughs> no. That's... There were other moments in it as well that I that had me kind of <laughs> baffled by their inclusion or just. Would you like to talk about one of them? Something, something towards the end, just really <laughs> when uh, when Maz gives Chewie the medal, I was oh, like, God. "Oh, why?" <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is. While I was shaking my head at that, I was thinking, okay, some people who don't get the reference will be thinking, hey, it's cool Chewie's getting a medal, which, you know, for them is is cool. <laughs> but for me, I was like, why do they have to <laughs> include this? It's not just that. She takes that to her, like, deathbed, effectively. She's, like, holding it while she's trying to communicate with Kylo Ren. Oh, really? Chewie gets this. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, stupid stuff like that. Yeah, that, that had me roll my eyes as well. <laughs> I might have been glaked by that time, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, by that point, it had effectively broken me. I think <laughs> it happened How- fairly early on, but... Yeah. There was stuff like that, that, which was, you know, just clear kind of pandering in terms of, hey, we can put this in as a clear reference to something that's happened before. And then the other stuff that just had me kind of in disbelief was just a number of times that they kind of pull the rug out from under the emotional stakes. So he's near death or supposed oh, death. Oh gosh. C-3PO's mm. mind wipe. Just all these things where you're like... Why bother? In the moment, I was actually quite affected by it. Like when I saw Chewie kind of running off, I was like, okay, I, I think I see what's coming here. And I was actually preparing myself for... Well, he's he's uh, the last original character, right? Yeah. Basically, other than Lando, I suppose. But no, and I was like, oh, are they, actually go- are they actually going to kill him off here? And I, I genuinely thought they were, just because, you know, the others have all been kind of dropping off throughout the films. I did not see that coming, I have to be honest. And then I thought it happened, and then it was immediately 
undercut. And I was like, oh, that's rubbish. I mean, well, that's pretty cheap. Yeah, there's no consequences to anything. So Chewie's alive within seconds mm. of you thinking he's dead. C-3PO mm. gets his memory back. Yeah. So, yeah, everything that could be impactful is undone. Yeah. And it's consistently undone. Yeah. We talked about this over dinner and, um, like, uh, we were staying at parents for dinner year and stuff. Shout out. We talked about this and and we all, you know, agreed that it was just, like, really... Yeah, what Gus said, like, cheap. If you're going to do it, stick with it. Think of how much more dramatic the film would have been if C-3PO hadn't gotten his memory back. But all those things kind of worked on me in the moment. Oh. And I hate to admit that, like, everything that was kind of built to evoke that emotional response worked at the at the precise second it was happening, <clears throat> mainly because of my attachment to the material and because of John Williams' score, which is always mm. brilliant. And well, then, I was with Poe in that moment. I didn't care about C-3PO at all. <laughs> really? Because I was getting quite emotional about it. And then... They're taking just... one last look at my friends, but it's like, you don't really know these people. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen you spend any time with them. He was tight with Babu Frick. Oh, God. Look, this is what we've Frick. seen. <laughs> oh, little Babu Frick. It was cute. It's going to sell toys. It's very much a George Lucas character, that one, isn't it? That's your Jar Jar Binks type. We want this to sell toys and we want people to think it's adorable, but it's just you'd be yeah. annoying. Yeah, he's, they're, they're all the perfect size. Porgs, Baby Yoda, <laughs> Babu Frick. Yeah, I mean, at least Porgs, I don't have to listen to them speak. You know, they're just creatures. And they're they're just fine. screech. Yeah. Yeah, the lack of impact to anything. I mean, for a fraction of a second, I thought to myself... Maybe they will kill Chewbacca, because it's the last one. They're not going to make another yeah. main saga thing, so yeah, might as well. I don't think it would have meant anything had Chewie died in that moment, though. But it also absolves Rey of any blame as well, because she thought... Yeah, well, it would have been a bit of a burden for her to carry then, because yeah. this kind of... That would have been awful. And then I thought that was going to be had. her on the dark side, you know? If she's done this and she's like, oh my gosh, who am I? But her lightning's blue, so it's good lightning. In the moment when they were struggling over it, I was like, how many times are these two going to have, like, forced tug-of-war over <laughs> anything, object, whatever it might be? It reminded me of Dooku and Yoda throwing rocks at each other. <laughs> which we'll get to once we talk about Attack of the Clones in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, set your calendars and no arms for that, people. Well, it's, it's prequel time now, 2020 Phantom Menace. That's our Star Wars day this year. Great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't remember much about that film. Oh well, you're so in for a treat. <laughs> I am going to be pleasantly disappointed. <laughs> There's always a bigger film. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, no, it'll be interesting to watch it. Speaking of breaking the universe, you have ten thousand mm-hmm. star destroyers, each with Death Star weaponry on them. <laughs> what do oh, we do? What's that about? <laughs> that was like. I actually liked a lot of the Palpatine imagery, like him on the crane and stuff. And even though I don't really understand how he can be at the center of a Death Star 2 explosion and come out with minor digit damage. They allude to the fact he might have like cloned himself. I know in right. comics and stuff, he just keeps transferring his essence into clone bodies. 
Okay, so yeah. right, whatever. He, that's explained away. He's back. It's not explained. I'm just which is gonna, which is yeah. which is bad enough. I was thinking of Palpatine. You're such a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> <laughs> but was, um, I think it was too broad a reading of him as well. I mean, for all the pre- faults of the prequels, I think Palpatine is really good in those three films. Yeah, you know, he's a truly sinister, really calculating guy, and. You've kind of got the Revenge of the Sith Palpatine here. You know, the guy that's just shouting and kind know, of exclaiming how evil he mad is. Mad with unlimited power. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just this kind of zombie pull string puppet Palpatine yeah. you get in this film. That's all it is because he, he says all the lines. He says all the lines you'd expect him to say and he does what you would expect him to do. And for some reason, yeah, he's got his spine attached to a weird crane that he just moves around. I like, I liked that. I liked well. Some of the imagery was good. How any of it could have ever come about, it, it was not explained at all. And I, I don't know. Are you just supposed to? Right, why well, why are they going to spend more time explaining of that? Though? Sith in an audience in a coliseum because, somewhere, and then yeah, all these star destroyers. Who was on them? Who are these people? What's going on? Death Star <laughs> weapons. Uh, you have to explain like another it. Another movie. Yeah, you, you have to explain it because it's a big part of your plot. It's, it's well, they just, shouldn't have. They shouldn't have sent people on quests. It's think. the equivalent of a Saturday morning cartoon villain, isn't it? You know, it's like where does he get all these resources? You don't care because it's a Saturday morning cartoon, I guess. But I, I just had myself wondering. I mean, what's the crew complement of a star destroyer? They're about the size of a small city, aren't they? They're pretty big. Yeah, let's find out. Just how small a city are we talking? Was it explained? Because some of the people that were on there were. 37,000 crew okay. on a Star Destroyer. And, and there were quite what? a few of those. So 10,000 of that. Natalie, what are get, they eating? Do the math. What? 10,000, 37,000? Yeah. What's the answer to the That is zero. Do you not understand? Uh, well, it's what? 370 million people on these ships. What? Yeah, because there's like lots of zeros going on there. Why just yeah. not done the right? Oops, I'm normally really good at math. That's why I threw so to you. Where did yeah on an empire on. that was torn apart because seven thousand. This is the maths portion of our podcast. <laughs> oh no, it's come up with like a letter. Was it three point seven to the power of eight? What anyway, does e mean? anyway, were they all clones? That's not a number. Were they all zombie clones? Were they some sort of weird? Well, the one death? ship that you see seems to just have like people on it wearing yeah. uniforms. Yeah. So who are they? In a dying empire, apparently, he managed to marshal 370 million people to help him with stuff. Also managed to, in a desolate, unknown planet, get resources together to build like 10,000 Star Destroyers and advance the technology so that the planet-killing weapons are now essentially portable. Well, they were portable before, but even more portable. Was that planet erased from the Jedi archives? It must have been. <laughs> it doesn't appear in any star chart. Much like Luke Skywalker's hidden planet. So many hidden planets. Yeah. JJ likes his hidden stuff. That's it. Yeah, it's all a mystery. So that level of threat should not be possible to defeat. Because it's just so big, it's just so mental, but it's defeated relatively easily when you think. Oh yeah, and the fact that it was like they had one sort of communication tower. There's always one thing that you need to yeah. up, isn't there? Like, I, I sighed at that, and then, okay, they, they kind moved, of... moved, but only once. Well, yeah, twice. exactly. Well, no, 
we, we've actually got to take out this other one but you know that's fine it's just a second one so yeah also the star destroyers don't know what way is up it's up like you're <laughs> already have the ground beneath you just keep going up you don't need navigation to tell you to go up <laughs> just point your thrusters downwards and keep going until you leave the atmosphere yes pretty weak and there was one that was just flying about or it was implied that there was more than one just flying about because what was all that stuff that was getting brought down at the end oh who knows so yeah so you've just got this villain who's come back from the dead with infinite resources and for some reason he's decided to give them all to Kylo Ren although not give them to Kylo Ren because he wants Rey to come over and absorb his spirit and (laughs) and the thing is at that point in the film, I mean, I knew that nothing interesting was going to happen, but the whole sequence where he was like, you have no choice, you have to do this, otherwise all your friends will die. Just like the last time that I threatened yes. you know, s- someone with all their friends dying in a space battle. But, Let me just point to this window. <laughs> yeah, but how does he know that Ray would do what he wants with the fleet? He thinks he's got the power. Because he's bad grandpa. I mean, how interesting an ending could that have been for Rey if she had absorbed his spirit and then, you know, ordered the fleet to self-destruct or whatever and the resulting effort kills her or something? I don't know. No, because like, then she'd have to take Palpatine they should, they into they should, her. It could have gone with anything more interesting than what they did. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think they should have killed Kylo Ren. I'm not going to stop saying that. I don't think they should have done it. <laughs> Do you want more adventures with Kylo Ren? Just thought it was really nice that they finally got to kiss. I wouldn't mind seeing Kylo Ren's backstory. I still don't feel like I know where he's actually come from. He was Kylo Ben by that point. Yeah, he was. And he jumps onto things and says, ow, that's how you know he's not evil anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Aww. And he found a working TIE fighter within the middle of that Death Star wreckage as well, somehow. Yeah, just don't ask questions about that. <laughs> That's the problem. I, um, I've, so I've come across people that talk about why they like the film, and they say it's best if they don't. It's not designed for you to think about it, and it's like, what, what kind of nonsense is this? And <laughs> you know, Why are you willfully saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this film bec- despite how dumb it is because I'm not going to think about it? Like, but I think that's how you have to watch it because yeah. it, it tries to just speed along and shove all that stuff, all those questions under the carpet because don't think about that, don't look at that, don't ask questions about that, just carry on, just look at this thing now, here's another planet, here's another space chase, here's another explosion, here's another lightsaber fight. Don't think about any of how this happens or why this is happening or why an ancient dagger should predict <laughs> the final resting place of a completely atomized space station. And fully operational. Yep. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. What about the other characters, though? Because I get the feeling this film isn't really interested in them. Like, Finn, one of the downfalls of The Last Jedi is I think it's not all that interested in Finn either. Finn seems to have the same arc in each film about how they're all having to commit to the cause. I mean, he's fully committed in this film, I suppose. He doesn't have an arc in this film. He just meets someone that did the same thing he did and it gives him another love interest that isn't Poe. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think his that? most interesting arc was in The Force Awakens, where you know he actually has an arc. <laughs> yeah, 
where he renounces being a stormtrooper and then murders a bunch of stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he continues to go on and do, and you know, willfully just taking the lives of people he knows have been uh, pressed into service. Yeah. Apparently, one of the things that was said that should have been in the film but wasn't is the thing he was going to tell Ray that he never got around to telling her was that he like feels the force and he's force sensitive. I think in the film that's pretty clear because he's what? where he feels things. He's force sensitive. But I don't understand. I've, I've he's heard force that, sensitive. I've heard that that was supposed to be what he was going to tell her as well when what they were sinking. What does force sensitive mean? It means that they're able to use the force in some way. What, he can use the force? Yeah, well, he does that in the oh. film. He senses things a few times. But why Wait would he tell her that while they were sinking in a quicksand? Yeah. yeah. Also, that kind of reminds also, me of fly. that guy. You saw her fly like 20 minutes ago. Like she could, What? You know, you saw her meditating by floating in the air. She could have just oh, yeah. essentially flown but out. Floating isn't flying, though. So. Yeah, but it would get you out. Falling with style. But she was obviously super hyper zen. Like Mark Hamill, but like isn't in that situation, you know? But yeah, it's it's a weird time to bring it up. It's like, hey, just in the seconds before we die, I just want you to know that I'm forced. I want you to know something about me. Is that like a is that like a well acknowledged term? Because I don't think I've heard it before. It's never been said in any of the films, but yes, force sensitive. So is that how they're explaining the kid in the last movie who magicked a broom into his hand? Okay. It was either that or string that you couldn't see. Yeah. Well, I like to believe it was magic. Or if you, if you go back, or if you go back to prequel era time, it's, they've got a lot of midichlorians. Yes. Yeah. They have a high midichlorian count. All right. Uh, yeah. So Finn, bit of a non-entity, really. <laughs> this, and yeah. in some ways, I think it was fun that they were all together because they've been split up throughout the other two. It could have been more interesting for them to be on a. An adventure together but because of the nature of it it was just rushing around and running from place to place it wasn't all that interesting i mean i did enjoy some of the camaraderie that was between them but i think that's more down to the actors and how they bounce off each other than mm. what they're saying because i like the performance in ray and poe's argument near the beginning when the falcon comes in it's on fire but what they were saying was rubbish <laughs> and there was loads of moments like that where you can see that these actors have a good rapport, but the writing doesn't really support that. And I think that, yeah, there's a really good sort of Indiana Jones-style adventure-type narrative they could have told mm. with these, um, this band of misfits, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, they didn't really tell it. And apparently, moving on, well, not quite moving on to Poe, but apparently Poe's backstory is completely ignored by this film because you know how the comics that they're releasing are all supposed to be canon? Nope. <laughs> well, okay. The comics that they're releasing are supposed to be canon. In those comics, it establishes that Poe's parents were like resistance fighters and Poe became a resistance fighter from an early age. So at no point did he go off to Kijimi and become a spice runner. It's just not who he is. You know, it's because JJ wanted to turn him into Han Solo for this film. What do they mean by spice runner? Is that like a drug smuggler? I think it's, yeah, it's essentially the Star Wars yeah. equivalent of a drug dealer, yeah. I don't quite know what spice is in the Star Wars universe, I'll admit, but it's not a good thing. Or it's like contraband of some sort. Yeah, I think it's equivalent to being a drug runner. Yeah, but I know that Oscar Isaac was pushing for a Finn-Poe relationship. And I think John Boyega might have been as well. But they wouldn't do it. The only suggestion you get of a same-sex couple in 
this film is that thing that they can easily cut when they release it in China. Yeah, well, that's what I wonder, is that was it all just a cynical marketing thing? Yeah. Well, Oscar Isaac has said, as far as he's concerned, Poe is, you know, anything will do. He doesn't discriminate. He's easy he's like that. The darkness of the Star Wars universe. The lover, not a fighter. <laughs> well, no, he's the resistance right. lover, not a resistance fighter. <laughs> yes. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know anything about Poe's backstory because I've not read those comics. It was told to me by someone afterwards when they were like, oh, that's... You know, I liked those comics and now they're like... They didn't happen or whatever, but they didn't do much with Poe either. Nope. Like, Again, I they think he was the most done. interesting in The Force Awakens, and then... Yeah. Or maybe he gets a bit more to do in in The Last Jedi, but... Well, he learns a lesson no. in The Last Jedi about what's important to do in a situation, rather than being a glory hunter like he was. But let's be honest here. I did not go to see those other guys. I went because I wanted to see Ben. Ray. <laughs> See, in okay. Star Wars, I like the ensemble. You know, in the original trilogy, you, you want to know what Han's up to as much as anybody else. Yeah, I wanted to see a bit more of Foe and Pit. Foe? <laughs> that, that's their ship name. <laughs> Finn and Poe, Dan, we got. Because they're just kind of along for the ride and they don't really do anything. They need to have some sort of side adventures, you know? Yeah. Where they go off, have adventures, almost nearly die, but, like, don't. I also don't understand why they saw fit to plough the Falcon into the... the surface of a planet because the landing gear was busted could you not just slow down and set yourself down generally or no I don't know. What to have a crash landing <laughs> yeah, but why I mean it makes no sense we also frequently see the falcon crash land in the force awakens and it seems fine <laughs> yeah don't well, think about that though yeah. <laughs> let's not think about it why would we think about it and c3po had weirdly a lot to do I, mean, I don't like C-3PO that much. It's just annoying <laughs> me whenever he's around. But he annoys me more often than this film. You're such a hand. Or a Poe, apparently. Poe hates him too. Why? <laughs> they hate the professor. He just hates him. <laughs> he just... Did we ever find his volume control or <laughs> all that stuff? Because <laughs> it was all the, oh, it's a shame that I can't translate this dagger that I've oh, translated. That was oh, so annoying. That was so, that was so annoying. Why was why was that okay? Like why? Because it gave them an excuse to jump to another place and do more stuff. No, because we got to see Babu Frick. No, but like, and we need to see the Knights of Ren follow them and do nothing. Yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid yeah. having that because then it's like, well, does that mean they've never been able to ever translate, oh, communicate, like anything ever for? Could he not just write it in the sand or, or something like that? He doesn't have to say it. Ah, I thought that was bullshit. I'm going to write it over here and you can read it if you want. Yeah, that was lame. Yeah, it was very lame. And then you had this just annoying subplot of him when he was just factory reset and he was acting like it was his first time being active and... Well, that was okay, but then did R2 not have a backup for him the last time he had his memory wiped? Seems not. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> they just like, their, maybe they're oh well. just to be thorough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, by that point, I, I wasn't expecting them to do anything that was going to be risky in any way, but since they said the whole R2's 
memory storage is uh, notoriously unreliable. It would have made more sense had it not worked. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird to give 3PO so much to do. And it's also weird that R2 doesn't come with him. I mean, I know BB-8's the new hotness, but R2 just stays <laughs> behind and doesn't do very much. But is he the new hotness now that there's a new J.J. Abrams voice to droid? D.D.O., is that what he's called? Yeah. Yeah, who had all the information <laughs> all the log as well. Uh. <laughs> it's just so silly. It's so dumb. What about any of the new characters? Did any of them make an impression? The only one whose name I can remember is Zori Bliss. The Kevin. Can I think of who was new? That she tiny was the, puppet. She was the face all covered character. She was a bit of a cipher. She was who? kind of the one that wore the Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. She was just another kind of you know. Here's a bit of exposition about the past and what's going on here, and then. Oh no, the planet's going to get blown up. But it's fine because the people that we've already met escaped. Despite the fact she gave them the thing that she was going to use to escape. Oh god, yeah, as well. <laughs> Here, you. How did she I do just it? happened to have this. Why don't you take it? <laughs> Been scrapping my whole life to get hold of one of these. Oh, Poe, I hate you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was cute, though. <laughs> was it, though? I mean, yeah, no. yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit cute. It's another thing that would have been handy to have in The Last Jedi. You know, you get landing privileges on any ship. They needed to get on a ship to do something in The Last Jedi, and that would have been <laughs> yeah. handy to have there. Maybe they should have suggested they go and see her. I don't know. So there was her. She doesn't really do anything. She's in, like, uh, two scenes. I definitely... Or... Well, I don't know. If I preferred the little puppet or her, I don't know who I would pick. Oh, Babby Frick, definitely. Really? She didn't do anything. But she looked cool. She looked cool. Bobby Frick, really. I mean, he just did some wiring and that was him. Boop, 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 boop. And then there was female Finn. Yep. Oh, female Finn, like... Who oh. may or may not be Lando's daughter. Well, I think that he would have said, hey, wait a minute, aren't you that daughter that I left? <laughs> no, he was, was supposed to say something along those lines. <laughs> was he actually supposed to? Yeah, apparently it was in a, an earlier version of the scene and may or may not happen in this release the JJ cut movement that seems to be happening for some reason. <laughs> well, why would they do that? Or watch out for the right. continued adventures of Lando and what's-her-name coming to a <laughs> Disney Plus near you. The thing is, because is, I remember when she was first cast and they did the Star Wars celebration thing, one of the questions was, are you Lando's daughter? And she was like, no... You know, not really saying anything. Because JJ's <laughs> sitting there, they're not allowed to actually answer a question. Because, uh, you know, it's all a mystery. But it's that, you know, it's, it verges on parody because it's always been that joke in the Star Wars universe. It's like there's one black guy in it and it was Lando. So we finally bring in black characters and everyone says they must be Lando's children. Because everyone said that about Finn at first as well. That's so rude. It's the joke that keeps happening and I don't understand why really. But I think it's a bit of a slam on the lack of diversity in the original trilogy. I don't want her to be related to him. No, I mean, there's like I said, there's already too many children of famous characters yeah, in the universe. Too many, it's too small a world already. What are the chances that Lando would just stumble across his unknown daughter just, you know, at the end of the this <laughs> conflict? Old boy. But it was a weird scene anyway. 
You know, because she yeah. also changed. says, where are you from? I mean, what a weird first question to ask someone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm from the gold system or whatever it is. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, let's find like, out. You really belong with us here among the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was he hitting on her or was he like... Yeah, it was very unclear what was happening there. <laughs> it's a very strange conversation to devote eight seconds of a film that's already moving too fast. <laughs> oh, I will say I did like Lando, though, but I always liked Lando. Although I don't think he was used very well. Nope. Lando was there. And as soon as you saw the guy in the mask, I was like, oh, that looks like a Lando disguise. And I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> called it yeah and then they don't explain why he decides to go back actually he turns up to because he said his flying days are over and then suddenly <laughs> just on the the resistance base because the resistance lives on everyone knows that yeah but there was nothing to suggest that he was in any way interested in going back he was quite happy living in his tank treads I did wonder about why, with the uh, distress call at the end of The Last Jedi, nobody came? And then with the distress call at the end of Rise of Skywalker, everyone came? Because the cool girl, the cool girl rallied troops. It's maybe because Lando is very persuasive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's also hilarious that Billy D. Williams famously didn't like doing what he was doing in Return of the Jedi because he was just sitting in a chair saying nonsense. And then he's doing the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, bring nostalgia. Yeah. I guess it's the same reason that Dennis Lawson came back for that one scene. Money. Wheat loot. Yeah. I hate Star Wars, but money talks. I hate yeah, Star just... Wars. I did enjoy the return of Wedge, even as short as it was. <laughs> Two seconds, yeah. In his old X-Wing uniform. Yep. He dug all that stuff out. <laughs> Still fits. Mm, yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything that Lando did that was in any way interesting. Nope. He was just kind of there. He was there. He was definitely there. I do want to see the adventures of Lando and Luke hunting a Jedi hunter, though. That sounds quite fun. I don't know what that is. Is this a makeup thing? No, it's what Lando says he was doing. Like when he was explaining that, oh yeah, this guy's ship is out in the the desert somewhere. Uh, me and Luke were looking for it, but we didn't find anything. Well, that went. I mean, it's, it's not important. It's also funny that that ship was completely intact. No one had like stripped it for parts or whatever in the, in the years that it had been sitting there. It's not very convenient. It was just sitting there, you know, at the top of a rock. Well, maybe because it's not rock. Well, it was it was in the Mandalorian, which is a show I don't like. Uh, in one episode, the Mandalorian isn't away from his ship for five minutes before it gets ransacked by Jawas. That's just what happens in this universe. But no, nah, not not in this case, I guess. Definitely have much more knowledge than I do. <laughs> this because I I you know I've only seen the movies. And I think I saw one of the Clone Wars that Lando made me go and see one time. Not Lando Calrissian. Oh, no. 
Lando made you go and see it. Another Lando. <laughs> Another Lando. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our Lando. <laughs> That's um, confusing. Sorry. <laughs> Lanny. <laughs> Lanny. <laughs> um, yeah, we have our Lando. Um, but, yeah, and I saw, like, a, an attack of the Clone Wars. No, it was the Clone Rise Wars animated Clone movie. Wars. Oh. Yeah, it was Return that, of the Clone Wars. Return of the Clone Wars animated. <laughs> TV show. Was. But the Attack of the Clones movie was not. But oh. you have also seen the Clone Wars animated movie. But not the Clone I'll Wars to, animated I... series. No. Okay, I'll have to Google it. Thus ends the history of Natalie's uh, connection to Star Wars. Connection to well, the Clone yeah, Wars. Like, I don't... Yeah, I've seen that one movie. I didn't really see the point in it. The point of it is that it's a pilot to a TV series that's really, really good. Say that, Craig. You say that. <laughs> it I, I well, really... it may be, but I don't think at this moment in time that I've got space in my schedule for it. The Clone Wars animated series is my favourite Star Wars thing. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. How many other people feel the same way? Is this something that I should watch? Um, a lot of people, I think. It's, it's very See, it's well liked. It's their favourite. Well, I mean, well I, I listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what the general consensus of where it is in, t- in people's rankings is, but for me... I'm more of a droids animated things. series kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> feel oh, like if other people feel like it's their favourite <laughs> part of Star Wars as well, <laughs> then they should definitely be in touch with you and uh, or me and tell me why. And well, uh, yeah, well, when we're finished talking about all the main series films, I'll be able to suggest random arcs of the Clone Wars for Star Wars Day podcasts. Better not be another like. Um, <laughs> oh, it will be. Uh, Power Rangers is what you're going to say. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh! No, you can't say it's your favorite of something and then it be as terrible. <laughs> As uh, <laughs> the Mighty Morphers, because I can't be. Stick a link to that episode in the show notes. <laughs> oh, yes. No, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, that was my childhood. <laughs> that also featured a magic dagger. It did. And now I've brought it all full circle. I would have quite liked to see Ray summon something by playing a tune on the magic set dagger. <laughs> <laughs> she summons the Death Star or something. I don't know. Craig, I really feel like you need to write like a a script for <laughs> one of these movies. Send it over to them, and you know, just be like, take it. Atats are a it. bit like Zords. <laughs> <laughs> and what if they transformed and then combined into something bigger? Well, you do get oh, Star Wars Transformers show. though. There are Star Wars Transformers toys. I'm sure there's a TIE Fighter one that turns into Darth Vader or something like that. Crossover heads. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, back to this film. Yes. We've we've diverged some of the way. So we kind of talked a bit about Palpatine. Is there anything to say about him? Does he do anything that's that interesting? Is he... You know, 
I think he's just a shadow of his former self. I mean, he's supposed to be a shadow of his former self because he's like a zombie, but don't get his plan at all because first it's kill Ray and now I want her to come here and now, oh no, I'm fine. I'm being restored. I don't need Ray anymore. It, you know, it's just, he's making it up as he goes. Oh, along. he totally <laughs> sucks their life. Out of the, the witches audience, and yes. ho- Like the witches can hocus pocus. That's what it made me think of. <laughs> you know when all the Sanderson sisters have illuminated the little girl that has wandered into their cottage and, you know, they feed her a magic potion, they sit her down, tell her nice stories. Then um, so, that's pretty much what Palpatine did. And then just they start drinking the life force out of her. And that is exactly what Palpatine did, except he is all three Sanderson sisters. Focus, focus. <laughs> That's terrible. That's really bad. So that's another issue with consequences, isn't it? Because you've got this situation where people are giving up life force left, right and centre to the point that it can actually sap your life force completely. Well, yeah. But so when Rhea heals that snake, is she like giving up years of her life? Maybe it's like cigarettes or something, you know? Like, you give up one cigarette, that's two minutes of your life. Save one snake, two minutes of your life, one giant snake, 20 minutes of your life. They all need, like, a little digital readout, like Justin Timberlake had. (laughs) In time. In in time. So you Mm. can say, okay, I'm giving up this much of my life force. Snake, here you go. Palpatine, here you go. Do they get to do good deeds to, like, earn more life force? Uh, nope. Finite. It's all based on your midichlorines. Or you go meditate at a safe point and it restores your life force. Yeah! (laughs) You restore one life bit. (laughs) Thing is, I don't have any issue with that as a power. I mean, it already exists in video games and things. Oh. Force healing. And Baby Yoda. Yeah, well, I've not seen that far in The Mandalorian because I stopped watching it because I didn't like it. But What is that word that you're saying, The Mandalorian? It's a TV show on Disney Plus about a guy that looks a bit like Boba Fett going around doing stuff. Oh. And is this where Baby Yoda has come from? Yes. I thought somebody had legit just made that up. <laughs> well, someone did being make a meme. It up, yeah, but... I it's, thought it was just existing on. You thought he was just purposes. a meme. Well, I've only interacted with Baby Yoda through memes. Oh, he's so cute. Maybe we should start watching it. Well, rightly so, because the, the Disney Plus is not currently available in the UK, so you shouldn't be watching. Exactly. <gasps> right, that is it. Somebody get me the manager. <laughs> get me the mouse. <laughs> get me the ma- the messenger. Yeah, it, Baby Yoda apparently does the force healing thing at some point, and yeah. Well, that's great that American audiences get to see that, and we don't, and we just have to be like, "What the hell is this <laughs> magical new realm?" Also, have the whole thing spoiled for us because we're not allowed to watch it yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's already been spoiled. Baby Yoda is now a meme, so yep. you know, no matter where he is. You can the buy TV Baby Yoda show. merchandise despite having never actually seen him in this country. Oh, but he is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he isn't actually Baby Yoda. He's just a baby version of that same species. Wait, it's not actually Yoda. No. Well, don't. I don't Stop know. ruining everything, Craig! He's also called Yoda. I have no idea. He's actually called Yoda? No, I've just making things up. Is he? Every one of Yoda's species is called Yoda. 
Apart from Yaddle. <laughs> I'm joking. Female version. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually was trying to scramble different letters in my head to make different versions of Yoda that I forgot what Yoda was. A doy. I was like, a gag doy, crackwea. Uh, actually, I always, um, always thought it would be a good thing if uh, you see Yoda's species and they're like normal height, they're like six feet or whatever. But it's just because Yoda's so strong with the force, he's kind of shriveled into the size of Oh, I don't think I'd like them if they were like six feet tall. What if it was a human? <laughs> Gross. Used to be human. It's just gnarled. <laughs> so Palpatine's planets. Oh, back to bloody Palpatine. He's there. He does what he <laughs> needs to do to suit the, if you can call it this, a script. Yeah. And he's doing the greatest hits. He's reprising his role from Sith and from Jedi. You know, almost cut and paste. Hey, look out this window. There's a whole lot of your friends flying around. They're going to die if you don't do what I tell you. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just a reprise, a retread. Also, when he cuts the power to all the ships, none of them seem to collide with the ground. What ground? They're in space. There is no ground. They were in. They were in the like a planetary atmosphere. That was the whole point. They, the star destroyed. They were all oh. falling out of the sky, but then oh. not far enough to to crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah Poe was just kind of spinning around. Just yeah, I don't know what's going on. For some reason, I'm losing power. And they, and then Ray goes and talks to all the. Well, not all of, some of the previous Jedi. couple of them. Mm. So there's Obi-Wan, there's both Obi-Wans. For some reason, he's an old ghost and a young ghost at the same time. Obi-Wan and Obi-2. Yeah. And there's Qui-Gon. Liam Neeson does a bit of a voice work there. Hayden Christensen does some work. A couple of the animated Should have been ones. his face. It should have been his face. Mace Windu. Mace Windu's there, yeah. Freddie Prince Jr.'s there, because he voiced a guy in the Star Wars Rebels. Freddie Prince Jr. Uh-huh. is in Star Wars. Yep, as Kanan, what? his character's name is. His name is Keenan. Kanan. Oh, I was going to say. Okay. Kanan and Keel. <laughs> <laughs> That's also not got, funny. Oh, there it goes. Um, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka, who is Anakin's apprentice in Clone Wars. Her voice is there. And got the whole it. band back together. Yeah. The whole gang. Like it's 19... No Ki-Adi Mundi, though. Whatever. No. Or Plo Koon. Yariel Puth. George Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah. Famous yeah. member of the Jedi Council, George Clooney. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying names. Shakti, was she? <laughs> Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. <laughs> Cisco's little brother. <laughs> Don't recall. <laughs> well, there's a there's, there's a uh, Sorry. Um, the, the Force Unleashed guy? No, oh, that's not canon anymore. We've Pie Made. Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Well, he's a Jedi, isn't he? Yeah. But he's not canon either. Oh. I'm trying to find the There's a reference to Darth Revan in this film. For those that don't know who he is, he's a guy in, in Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, there are too many for me to acknowledge. I think, oh, yeah. I think that scene would have had more impact had you actually seen the people that were talking as well, instead of it just being an audio experience. 
but then how would it have been staged? What would you have done? Have them all kind of lining up behind her? Yeah, I suppose. Oh, like a massive tug of war. It would have been like, like an, an actual tug of war. It would have been okay. like in Lord of the Rings. On your left. Where, where the ghost army shows up to help Aragorn. Yeah. And then behind Palpatine you could have Darth Maul, Count Dooku. And that's it. Jet. Because that's the only Sith <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Wolf from Gladiators. <laughs> He's really what the series is missing. <laughs> The baddie from Inspector Gadget. Gladiator, <laughs> ready. But it, maybe that'll all be fixed when they release the Abrams cut, as people want to happen. Do you think that's actually going to happen? Well, there is some reportedly leaked internal Disney memos that suggest that they're going to do a re-release that has like 20 minutes of extra footage or whatever it is. But the thing is, I don't think it'll be any better because it's just going to be more of what I didn't like. <laughs> and Disney doesn't really do the whole re-editing their films thing. I mean, they just remake and re-release them as per all their animated stuff. As per the last few years. <laughs> yeah. But they don't seem to just... They don't, like, reinsert deleted scenes into the films, typically, you know? So even when they did it with Endgame, they just released it with, like, a deleted scene at the end just to get people back at the theatre so they could beat Avatar. Mm. Some scenes were reinserted into Spider-Man Far From Home, but it was Sony that did that. It's not Disney. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen because I don't want to see it. Because is it going to be better? I mean, are people going to come out and think this is the film that it should have been? You know, you wouldn't have to see it. You say that. It's a choice, Craig. It is a choice. But I would have to see it to then know why I didn't need to see it. (laughs) Why do you do that to yourself? Self-fulfilling prophecy. With with this sort of stuff. Curiosity (laughs) would get the better of me and I would have to watch it. But why wouldn't you just let other people see it, then read what they've got to say about it, and then you'd be like, I definitely know I didn't need to see that. Because then I'm not seeing the scenes with my own eyes. Uh, I'd like to see I... Hayden Christensen one more time. <laughs> well, wouldn't we all? Yeah, he was Anakin Skywalker. He, wasn't he lives really on Anakin on your Skywalker. Blu-ray of Awake. <laughs> I, I don't have Awake. Or there's that film I watched 10 minutes of called Little Italy. It's not very good. Well, the first 10 minutes were very good. I was laughing to myself for a solid (laughs) eight seconds because I thought that you might have that. (laughs) And it really amused me. Steelbook edition. Steelbook edition. Yeah, it should be funny. I think we saw that in the cinema. We did. (laughs) But it's fine because we worked there at the time and we didn't have to pay for it. That's true. Was he not in some film with Jess Calba as well? That was it? Yeah, I think she was in that. Is that what it is? Yeah, Yeah. Terrence Howard. I don't think I need to see this. No, you definitely do not. (laughs) Actually, do you know what? It was alright. Wait, actually, yeah. You'll never know unless you see it with your own eyes. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like a franchise thing, so I'm I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be left wondering what if if I don't watch it. Oh, it's technically part of the (laughs) X-Men universe. Oh... Well, I can see that. No. <laughs> yes, I almost like, had him. Imagine, though, because Craig would be like, well, how would that ever have gotten past them? Yeah, there's, no no, there's no way. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way that would him. ever have gotten past them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. So what do we think of the, the ending? I mean, we've talked about how <laughs> Ray channels the spirit of... You know how I feel about this, Craig. 
Yeah. I've already explicitly mentioned it no, 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 multiple about, times. I'm talking about the ending ending, as in the... Of the trilogy. Go, going to Tatooine and burying the lightsabers and... Burying Anakin's lightsaber in sand. Yeah. Why even do that? And Leia's it's going to end up in a cave. Despite the fact that she has no connection to Tatooine whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but she should have. She should have grown up there. <laughs> no, she shouldn't have. Luke should I don't have know. grown up there. Yeah, should um, not have been hidden there. <laughs> he should have been. He should have grown up in Naboo. I thought Tatooine had been exploded. No. No. You're thinking of Alderaan. Oh, yeah. And now Kajimi. And a bunch of other Oh, uh, no. Do you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of real life. Oh, you mean in Tunisia? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think that might have been destroyed. Yeah, or permanently damaged. I don't think it was actually destroyed. Sorry, Craig. Yeah. We did what do we think of that? What do you think of it, Natalie? What of the... Of her taking the lightsabers and burying them at Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru's farmhouse? And then committing um, the dead the theft. Yeah. Pretty sad, but I feel like I need to hear more from you guys about that to jog my memory. <laughs> I was like, there's no way this is the only time we see this yellow lightsaber. I don't think we're going to see these characters again, other than in comics and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. It's going to yeah. gonna have to make a, an appearance somewhere else. I did kind of like that she made it out of her stick. Yep. Although I don't understand why she didn't do that for this film. Oh wait, because it's all about legacy, isn't it? So she has to be wielding the lightsaber that was important to other people. That's why. I don't know. It was a bit weird, you know, Luke and Leia just kind of stroll up. Give her a wee nod. Oh, it made sense him. for Kylo Ben to show up there as well. Yeah. Kylo Ben. He should have. I thought it was really nice. Although that scene played out over a really long amount of time, I felt like she waits a really long time before giving an answer. Count it. It's quite it was, long. Yeah, I think it was unnecessary as a thing. And also, I don't understand why she would take the name Skywalker because... She's earned it. She hasn't, though. It would make more sense for her to redeem her given name, her birth name. No, because everyone would be like, oh my god, you're a murderer. Yeah, but everyone knows that the Skywalker name doesn't exactly have a great legacy to it either. Well, Especially after what Kylo Ren has apparently not done or done or... I don't know. Yeah, it was an odd choice. Although I did like how she nice. surfed the dunes down into it. A la her scavenger days on <laughs> Jakku. How does she get out, though? Force jump. <laughs> All the leaps. So burying those lightsabers, there's no way that they'll ever be found again. It's not going to happen. You know, they won't just wind up in some root system or, you know, be spat out by the Sarlacc at some point. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they just quicksand their way right back to the remains of Maz's castle. <laughs> oh, that was another story for another time. That we <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't need to know about that. Well, apparently there's a comic that explains that some Tabana gas miners find it. And then it goes through some various parties until it makes it to Maz. Yeah, boring story. Who cares? Real issues with her taking the name Skywalker because it just it doesn't make sense. No, I thought it did. I thought it was a really nice touch. And it is the Skywalker saga, so there were none of them left at the end. So someone had to yeah, take up to, the mantle. Yes, continue well, the, on. The, the film is called The Rise of Skywalker, so that's why she does it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's she not why she does it. Well, I mean, why does she do it? That's kind of why she does it. <laughs> no, it's not. Not because it's in the title. The Rise she, of Palpatine. She earned it. She, <laughs> she earned well, the Skywalker name. She might as well have called herself Ray Star Wars. 
<laughs> oh, she missed a trick. That would have been great. <laughs> What's your name, Ray? Ray Star Wars, directed by J.J. Abrams. I'm Ray. I don't think she'd earned that name at all, and I don't think she'd shown any leanings towards having any connection to it either. Unless she gave enough life force to Kylo Ben to allow him to take his old name, marry her, give her the name, and then that's where she got the name. I hope that there's like a so side story. So, in your shipping answer to it. Well, that's true. But yeah, he could have taken his... Well, he could have been... Organa. Organa. <laughs> He's Ben Solo Organa Skywalker. Oh, and, that's really nice. And yeah, so in your shipping version of it, they get married, they live happily ever after. He's a Force ghost and she takes his name. Force ghost? Why can't he just be real? Why can't he just be real? I've seen the fan art of them having like... Go on. Family. Oh. <laughs> He's in a better place now where there's even more high-waisted trousers. <laughs> no. It's high-waisted trousers. <laughs> He's so beef. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to objectify him. Ben Swallow. Ben Swallow. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was... It, makes it feel a bit wrong. It was a weird way to conclude it and to have her just tell some random in the desert that her name's Skywalker. Do you think she stepped over the charred corpses of Owen and Baru? <laughs> <laughs> They're dusty bones. Uh, yeah, and that lady would have been like, wait a minute, Skywalker? Wasn't that Darth Vader? Uh. Or weren't you that really annoying kid that used to just want to go to Toshi Station to pick up power converters? <laughs> yeah. It's a weird one. It's just weird that... I mean, I understand why it was done, so we could have another twin sunset type shot to end on, but... Yeah. It doesn't feel like something that Ray is connected to. It's not part of her history or anything. I mean, if anything, she should have went back to Jakku. Because that's, you know, where her story began. Well, it could have played out a thousand and one different ways. Or could she not go find where her parents are buried or something? I don't know. There's got to be some sort of magical amulet that could show her the way. To be fair, that sounds like another movie. I think we were shown enough during this one. Why doesn't Palpatine care about his son? I mean, he has the secret son running about. Who? Which is dumb. Palpatine. Big Sheev. What do you mean the secret son? Because he has a son that we didn't know about until this film. Who was Ray's dad. Oh yeah, but like, what? Raymond Palpatine. <laughs> so like was his son not force sensitive why doesn't Palpatine oh. care about him again we'll never know maybe it, he did a total Kylo Ren maybe he did a Kylo Ren which like went off the rails tried to go to the force tried to go to the light side Palpatine yeah. was like have none of it why you're you such this? a disappointment to me Raymond <laughs> Yeah. Also, who's who is a the mother of this child, the the son of Palpatine? Oh. Maybe he self produces. Well, didn't he force impregnate Shmi? Uh, according to to, um, to create Anakin. According to interviews, that wasn't what he did. But all right, yeah, but that's what, I always got that impression. Yeah. Oh but, God, that sounds awful. He was dealing with kind of force alchemy or some such yeah it's 
Yes, it's all to do with the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, uh, who knows? Who? Uh, and if you trace it back to the timeline, at what stage in his decrepitude was it that he well, it got busy with pretty, the fizzy? It has to be pretty close to the Return of the Jedi ending. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. At least he didn't look like the chimp eyes at that point. <laughs> Maybe it was when he was the chimp eyes. Whoa. He gave someone the chimp eyes and then it was it was on from there. I really don't like that term. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so this it opens this kind of worm though. There's this palpatine son running about that apparently isn't worthy of being his heir, but it was important because he fathers Ray. With Villanelle. Oh with Villanelle. Also, you don't see the mother die. You see the father die, but not the mother. Maybe she's still alive. Spoiler alert. Disney Plus. <laughs> Commission it. The Ray's Mum TV series. Interesting. Yeah. So that was nonsense too. Palpatine has a son kicking about. Yeah, because why is he trying to corrupt Luke Skywalker when he has his own child? Go corrupt your own kids. Leave mine alone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And what was the deal with all the Snokes? No. Why was there so many Snokes in the... <laughs> oh, you know, so just... It, it was quite Alien Resurrection-y. It was, yeah, that was my... To call story. back to one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Snokes. <laughs> God, Snoke. <laughs> what was the point in any of it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Then he was just like, at the end, I did it all. I was controlling the whole thing. Yeah. I can make myself sound like James Earl Jones. Watch. And then he does. <laughs> does his best Mufasa impression. <laughs> In terms of like the action, we kind of touched on it a little bit. I mean, I thought this end space battle was a convoluted mess. You know, I had no idea what was going on at all. Because it was just explosions and stuff. It wasn't that much fun. There was a few lightsaber fights in this film, and I didn't like any of them, actually. I thought they were all really bad. And as someone pointed out in the trailers, when Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting, they're not trying to hit each other, they're trying to hit their lightsabers. So it's a very staged fight because they're just trying to make sparks. They're not actually mm-hmm. fighting. It's you know, because they're front end displaying peacocks and stuff, you know? It's just like a little dance that they do. It's just how these four sensitive kids flirt. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm better than you, no, I'm better than you, and oh, you might have hit me there, but... It didn't really feel like there's any jeopardy, you know, in the old lightsaber duels, it always felt like someone could lose a limb. Yeah. And I was hoping that something like that would happen, because that would be a callback that I would have actually appreciated. But And then Ray just heals him and comes back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like anything, I don't know, never really feels like having one of those fizzing lightsabers anywhere near you feels all that dangerous. A lot of people have said that Disney lightsabers are different to how they used to be, you know, they're not as lethal as they used to be. They yeah, they just kind of like yeah. brush off singe. people. <laughs> they just singe people. Yeah. But lightsaber turn... doesn't actually hit anybody in this film. Other than... Oh. Doesn't anyone get like an arm or something chopped off? No. The only time you see it actually kill anybody is like when Kylo Ren's fighting all those randoms at the start. And even then, he kind of he's able to like 
lift people up with it. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> when that should just yeah. slice through them like butter. I think on a conceptual level, I really liked the one where they were in different places entirely, and it was like they were fighting through their bond. I think that's all right on a conceptual level. Yeah, that was kind of interesting, and that they're now able to kind of transfer objects to each other. Yeah, which I'm that fine was with quite hot. As an ability, because you know the force <laughs> is weird and it's fascinating, and there is something that is established in the Last Jedi. You know, when they, I think it's Kylo Ren's hands wet after he talks to Rey. I like how they've been doing that. I have to be honest. I mean, I, I actually thought it was quite. I'm not going to say cool. It was all right when Rey was potentially going to be striking down Palpatine, because that's what all he wants people to do, is to strike him down. And then he passes the lightsaber through their little, I don't know, force connection to Kylo Ben, who then uses it. I thought that was, mm-hmm. that was reasonably okay, because by that point I'd forgotten about Leia's lightsaber as well. I don't know if we had. I kept on thinking, like, when's this happening? Why are they dancing around it? He pulls a little pose before he starts swinging it as well. <laughs> Luke Skywalker has apparently just so many lightsabers lying about in his little cabin. <laughs> Whatever happened to his green one? I don't know. What did happen to that one? You, you do see it in this film, but it's in a flashback. Yeah, he didn't force project with it in Last Jedi. No, it was his one. But that was another taunt for Kylo Ren as well, because... He wants it. I like Luke's green lightsaber. The green lightsabers are my favourite. Why? I don't know, I just like that colour of lightsaber. <laughs> because it came with Jedi Luke in his all-black garb. <laughs> if I could have a lightsaber, it'd be a green one. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> there are no green lightsabers in this new trilogy except from flashbacks. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's uh, a real bummer. And raises a yellow, goldy one as well. Did she have to go and find a crystal? Presumably. I don't know, maybe she's got one inside of her. Stones. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that we have managed to cover some of the major topics conversation around this movie. So was there anything else action-wise that stood out to either of you? Because yeah, I don't think any of it did. <laughs> I thought it went on quite some time. Yeah, it was, because it was so relentless, it was kind of overwhelming and then underwhelming at the same time, if you know what I mean. So you, yeah. it kind of just washes over you and then you're a bit like, okay, there's just more of this happening. Yeah, and you're like, when are we done? Yeah, and then the final battle, as you said, with the ships was all kind of a big jumble in the sky and then everything just kept escalating it was like and now I can lightning absolutely everything and then I'm going to lightning you and you're just going to reflect it back at me and then I'm going to kind I of... I think you'd be used to that by now Yeah <laughs> going to Raiders of the Lost Ark melt off my face Also what's to stop the Emperor coming back again? I mean he's he's been blown up before uh, I guess the answer is nothing what guarantee do we have that this is it for him? You know, that he's over. He's he's dead. Fully he's dead this time. He's got some unnatural powers. <laughs> and who were all those robed Sith figures? Yeah. About? <laughs> who are they? <laughs> the audience. Paying audience. Yeah. 
It's like there's only ever two Sith apart from these millions, apparently, that we have. Again, yeah. just you're expected not to ask. You just have to accept that they're there. Although I think in the Knights of the Old Republic games, it's kind of established that the Sith at one point were like a species rather than like a movement or a religion or whatever. So maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. So I think I know the answer to this, but does it work as a conclusion to the Skywalker saga? <laughs> I don't think so. Natalie? kind of forced everything that had happened in the last movies out of my head. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just made me be like, why did they do this? Why did they do that? Like, it just made me question a whole bunch of stuff and removed me from Star Wars universe a little bit. But then having said that, I was so excited about... Kylo Ren coming over to the Light Force and all this kind of stuff. I was like, okay, if I just focus on that, it'll be fine. Um, how do I feel it worked? I don't know if I feel like it super worked, but they've done it now and there's nothing they can do to change it. I enjoyed it. would maybe watch again, but I would probably definitely have an app at some point during it <laughs> and have to pause it when Han Solo dies and when Ben Solo dies. Yes, yeah. It's enjoyable for maybe 72%. That's a high percentage of enjoyment. Yeah, well, it is, right? 72%. I'd say highest enjoyment, 98%. Lowest enjoyment, I was maybe asleep, so it doesn't count. So, Angus, do you think this is a, an effective <clears throat> wrap-up of the saga? I think it feels like what would happen if you gave someone an, an hour and a half to come up with the concept, the storyline. Maybe not write the whole thing. If someone was like forced, again, no pun intended, <laughs> to take everything that had come before and say, right, what have I got? Let, let's just try and get this in here and get this in here and reference this and, and Palpatine's back and it's all going to come to a big final battle. It's going to be like Return of the Jedi. If they were scrabbling to try and achieve this, then I'd say, okay, you've done quite well there. But actually, they had plenty of time and they had ample opportunity and plenty of talented people to call upon and still ended up with something that is... Is it a, a good ending to 42 years worth of storytelling? Probably not, but I don't know. How do you end something that's so... I mean, this is like one of the biggest cultural touchstones, if not the biggest, in pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like possible to, to do it to everyone's satisfaction. Unfortunately, I think they've done it to only a minority of people's satisfaction, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame because if they'd been able to please a good percentage of people then it would have been a good ending but yeah it just feels like Star Wars is kind of moving on and that we've moved past being able to tie this story off neatly so I think it was a mistake to identify this as the Skywalker saga and this trilogy as a continuation of it because it really isn't I mean I don't think it was ever really well it was more the prequels that started to call it like the Skywalker saga because we were supposed to well the, the six films were supposed to be about the rise and or the fall, then rise of Anakin Skywalker, which 
concluded itself. You know, you start off with the innocent child Anakin and you end with him redeeming himself. And then you have these other three films that are set afterwards that are connected because those characters are in it. But I don't feel like it should have ever been the Skywalker story. So in a lot of ways, having Kylo Ren be Leia's son is a bit of a mistake because it didn't really do anything for that character. Other than give you that moment where some people in the audience are like, <gasps> when you find out about it in The Force Awakens. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaffected by it at the time. I remember I was just like, well, okay. But the thing is, whoever someone's parents are doesn't tell you anything about them. It just tells you, yeah, okay, this person is related to this person. So tarring it with that is a mistake in the beginning. And then Last Jedi is kind of about removing the shackles of that saga and continuing with something new because it's all about how the Jedi didn't work and the Sith certainly didn't work. So there has to be somewhere in between that everybody can kind of agree is a place to go. And you get none of that in this film. It's all about you have to be one or the other. You've got to be Jedi or Sith. and It's not as simple as that and it shouldn't be as simple as that. So ultimately you get these new characters, these new interesting dynamic characters that are just caught up in something that really has nothing to do with them. So I don't think it concludes anything because there was nothing there to conclude. So this film should have been all about what the world according to these characters is rather than what the world is. The most enjoyable thing about Force Awakens was the introduction of those new characters. And yeah, they did have to kind of live through very similar events but then what i was hoping was going to happen is that that would then develop on into something new and interesting but instead they were condemned to kind of relive the events that the the old characters had all gone through yeah which is a shame i mean i know that Mm -hmm. george lucas likes the whole cyclical nature of plotting you know everything is a mirror of something else and whatever and that is is kind of very star wars you know but you could do interesting things with that or you can have it be like well this thing that you think is like this thing is actually nothing like this thing yeah but but i just don't think the people making these films are clever enough to do it certainly i don't think jj abrams is clever enough to do it i would have preferred to see the ryan johnson trilogy because i don't think he would have been steeped in nostalgia with his first entry as the force awakens was Maybe people wouldn't have enjoyed that because they want to see Luke, they want to see Han, they want to see Leia and so on. But I think acknowledging that it isn't their world anymore was a good thing in The Last Jedi. And in this film, I mean, you've got Leia in a really confusing role where she's apparently been training Rey this whole time and then, then she randomly decides to go off and, you know, like dogs do where they run off into the woods to go die or something. That's essentially what Leia does. But then you have Maz Kanata say, oh yeah, she's away to you know, give up the last of our life force to speak to our son. It's like, thanks. Thanks for telling us. <laughs> but it shouldn't necessarily have been about that. You know, I don't find anything interesting in Kylo Ren's parental relationships and there's no time to... It's definitely of- interesting though, but it is interesting because you have expectations of what you think that person might be when you watch the first ones. You think, oh, wow, if they ever had a kid, it'd probably be like the coolest kid ever. And, you know, super powerful, super sass, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you're presented with Kylo Ren and the complete anti-hero that you want him to be. That's interesting. Who his parents I think... 
that it's important who his parents are. Okay, that's who's... interesting because that seems to counter what you said earlier. About How? When? The casual fan, right? So you go into, say, The Force Awakens mm. um, as a new fan of Star Wars, as a new viewer of Star Wars, um, is only kind of acutely aware of the original trilogy in some way. So you don't really know who Han Solo is, but suddenly it's... Revealed. How would you not know who Han Solo is? You don't even have to have seen Star Wars to know who Han Solo yeah, is, though. I mean, you'll know who he is, but you won't know who he is. You know, you won't also, know, you won't know anything about the character, will you? Have it noted for the record that Gus implied I'm a casual fan, but I know what I'm talking about to an extent. <laughs> like I know who these people are, but that's that's I don't want this getting held against me. I'm telling you how I feel. No one's holding it against you. I think you. it's yeah. important. Who his parents are, and it makes them definitely interesting. You love Wilro Hood just as much as you love Gorindon. Yes. <laughs> so, right. So that's let's, not fair. Let's take this casual fan who absolutely isn't you. Okay. Going into The Force Awakens. It's the first time right. I've ever seen a Star Wars movie. They're kind of a Well, then that's who... not. No way. So, Wait, through... is that the first one of the three? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the cultural osmosis means that they know who Luke Skywalker is, sort of. Mm-hmm. They know who Han Solo is, sort of. But they don't really know who yeah. these people are. You know, they've not seen them in anything. They don't know. But they know that Harrison Ford is old, so there's like no denying that whatsoever. So, yeah, but like you don't know what Han Solo does in anything. So then it comes up with this whole reveal that Kylo Ren is Han's son. It's meaningless. It's not meaningless because you would know that those people were integral to all the previous stories. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with what Kylo Ren's doing. What do you mean? Absolutely nothing. It has nothing to do with what he's doing? No. Who his parents are has nothing to do with what he's doing. No, but that's what makes it so exciting because he's the total antithesis of what you'd anticipate the offspring of Leia and Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like, but isn't it important who, what his family is because he's so obsessed with Darth Vader? Mm, well, that's another point. Yeah. Like, it is important who the family are and where he's coming from and who he's become as a person because you think, how did he get so off the rails? How did he become so terrible? You know, because you would expect. Well, like, well, yeah, like there's definitely something missing, but then they sort of kind of have it that he's like this moody teen or whatever, but this adolescent just being mental. But they don't need to answer everything. I would kind of want an insight, but then whatever insight I'm sure they would offer us would never be satisfactory. So it's better that it's left a mystery. And sometimes it's good to just leave. How did Palpatine come back? I don't know. It's a mystery. That can be interesting because then you can think about those things yourself. But it is interesting to know who his parents are. It definitely helps us view him in a totally different way as to if he was just a rando. Like, if he was just this guy, bad character, we'd give no shit. Because if his parents are, we're like, what? Something has to happen here. And it's interesting, and it makes you want to know more and watch more. And that's why I'm gutted that they decided to end him. So. See, I'm, 
I'd be more interested in him if he wasn't connected to anything, because it then does become about who he really is, and it's not about who he's related to, because it, you can fall back on that, you know, you're so much like your father slash mother. That's why I liked it so much when I thought Ray wasn't descended from anyone that we mm. knew. Because it makes her that blank slate that has to figure out who she is. I mean, you can even have characters that have parents within the narrative. That's fine. But whether their parents are important or not, I suppose, depends on the story. But I don't think anything these characters did in any of these films was made more interesting by the fact that they were related to people that I used to watch in other things. I mean... Anakin Skywalker, in theory, is an interesting character, but his parents don't matter. Well, I mean, he only has one, and she only appears like a couple of times uh, in very small roles. And, you know, her death is a defining moment for him, but at the same time, it's it's about blazing his own trail because his family is Obi-Wan. And you could see that, you know, Rey being affected by her family, so... She ends up getting the surrogate family through Han, through Leia, eventually Luke. And that's way more interesting than well, it is interesting. blood is in her veins. It is, it is interesting, but I don't know if it's way more interesting. Like It's interesting no matter what, because it's all set inside the Star Wars universe. So it's always going to be interesting to people watching it because they want to know where it's come from, who they are, all this, you know. But it, you can't say it's not interesting having Solo and Leia as his parents. Okay, I can but say it's not just, interesting to me. Then. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I just don't like it. I think, it, at least in this case, it's used as a substitution for actual character development. So like, Potentially. J.J. Abrams puts in a script, this guy is Han Solo's son, Therefore, I don't actually need to do anything with him now because people will ascribe personality traits to him based on who his parents are. And then go against it. Whoa, mind-blowing. Yeah. But, but does um, he I mean, does he really go against it? I'm sure you could do a reading of Kylo Ren that suggests that he's very like Han Solo if you really wanted to. Okay. I mean, I don't I'm really listening. want to. But you could. <laughs> He's as stubborn, time. he's as reckless, he's as headstrong not as, as his murderous, father is. Though. Scruffy looking. He is about as murderous as his father is, actually. No way, you can't Look. say that. Ask Greedo. Ask Greedo. Oh. McClunky. <laughs> Come on. But ask Greedo in the original version. Yeah, it depends what version of Star Wars you watch that determines how much of a murderer Han Solo is. Is it not murder in all cases? Well, I think they just wanted to make it more self-defense. That's why the handshot first thing goes away. But Of course, the biggest mass murderer in the Star Wars universe is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he blows up the Death Star, the first Death Star. No, I suppose it'd be Poe now, mm. wouldn't it? Because he blows yeah. up Starkiller Base. Yeah. Um, well, there's Poe. He's an interesting character. Finn's an interesting character. Their parentage doesn't matter to them. Yet, I'm sure in the next movies something will happen. Well, I quite like Oscar Isaac. I, he answers a question in one interview. It's like, do you want to revisit your character again? He's like, nope. <laughs> and then he laughs. So that <laughs> quite like that. Yeah, so as an end for the Skywalker saga, I, I think it's just a marketing thing that there is a Skywalker saga. I don't think there really is one. So I don't think it's a good ending. But I don't think it's a good ending to this trilogy. I don't think it's a good ending to nine films. I don't think it's even a good ending to this film. So I just think it fails on almost every level. A real shame. 
It's a real shame. But it's exactly what I expected, given the pedigree <laughs> of talent involved. Yeah. I think next up for J.J. Abrams is he's going to ruin DC superheroes. So. Oh, good. Yeah, well, great. I never liked them anyway, so they're fine. <laughs> Well, now you'll have even more reason not to like them. Or I'll have even more reason not to like them. <laughs> and I'll be like, why'd you continue to go see them? And you'll be there to see every minute of it. JJ, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. I will have my vengeance. One day. Okay. When, when he least expects it. <laughs> so, is there any Good final question. thoughts you'd like to share with the class before we wrap up here? Only that I'm sad that you didn't enjoy it. What it seems like at so all. Am I. It's not a good time to be a fan of Star Wars. <laughs> oh well, I mean, but if you are, you've held on to that magic for as long as you possibly can, then you may have enjoyed this. I did enjoy it. It definitely had wavering moments when I thought, why hasn't this ended yet? <laughs> I, I just wanted to be over. But then a, a big part of me wanted to hold on to sort of every moment a little bit I'm conflicted obviously but no, I liked it I'm not going to say I loved it I liked it watch again maybe <laughs> in a galaxy far far away Angus anything final I am confused because the actors are good they all put in good performances the visuals are good. It looks good. It looks like a Star Wars movie. The music is brilliant, as usual. So it's got a lot of ingredients that you'd think would make a great movie. But then I suppose that what's missing is that plot. <laughs> <laughs> that all-important plot. That It just goes to show that even with all those great ingredients, you do need it to be a coherent narrative Yeah, that makes sense and that if it's going to be part of a trilogy, part of a saga, part of nine films, and it's supposed to be the finale, it should be able to tie them all up neatly without having to kind of rerun best bits from other films and rely too heavily on nostalgia and shoehorn in daft references and things. I don't know who they're supposed to please because those were some of the things that I found most confounding about it. I think it's probably a fun film for the casual fan, like we've said a few times. I think kids probably would enjoy it, although it probably gets quite scary towards the end, so maybe kids of a certain age would enjoy it because they're less likely to think too critically about some of the things that we've been picking apart throughout the podcast. But as we've discovered, when you start thinking critically about it or diving a bit too deeply into why or when or how any of this stuff is happening, it really starts to crumble and fall apart. Which is a real shame because, as we've said, these are really important movies. Whether people like them or not, they're culturally very important. They've influenced a lot of things. And yeah, it's just a bit of a shame that it all had to end this way. But I do think it was a bit of a difficult one to stick the landing on because just the height of expectation. Yeah, it's just sad to see it kind of come to an end this way. But it doesn't mean that the films that were already out there and are owned on... VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and whatever can't be enjoyed over and over again. Yeah, fair. I still hate it. <laughs> I still hate it. I don't really want to watch well, it again. I've seen it twice. I, 
For goodness sakes, why did you go and see it twice? Because I'd already committed to a viewing with family after the midnight screening. Mate, so, mate. Um, seen it twice. I don't need to see it again. I just really, really hated it. And <laughs> I don't know. Um, when I look back at Star Wars just as a cinematic entity, I only actually like five of the films. The original trilogy, Last Jedi, and Rogue One. And that's it. The other one I just don't like at all. The Force Awakens, I hate it more every time I think about it. And <laughs> the prequels are famously bad. Solo was pretty dire as well. So <gasps> no, we definitely disagree on that. So many people that took against one author or filmmaker or whoever would probably swear off ever paying to see any of his work ever again. And yet you He's getting given stuff I like. That's the problem. Well, Leave it alone. <sighs> I know, but you don't have to go. <laughs> but I do. You do <laughs> stuff that I like. Oh, there's so much to like. There's stuff that I yeah. once liked until he. Come see. I know, but then, come see a film but then with me. you'll end up hating, and then we have the into darkness reaction all over again. Ah, uh, but I didn't have come that. Rea- I, I will never have that reaction to a J.J. Abrams film because either he's going to meet my expectations or exceed my expectations. One of the two, you know, so He'll either make something like this that I just can't stand and is full of all the crap that he does in every single one of his things, or he'll actually make something good for once. Those are the two options, and I'm still waiting for the second one. Although I don't mind the first of his Star Trek films. Well, there you go. High praise indeed. <laughs> That's it. His first Star Trek film is fine. Anyway, I, Craig, I'm glad that you could hate a movie this much and talk for almost three hours about it. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I guess the last word I'll say on the matter is McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jar Jar Abrams. So that was our discussion of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. A special thanks to YouTuber Neil Stenson for his cover of March of the Resistance and YouTuber 331Erock for his rendition of the Star Wars end credits theme. If you enjoyed what you heard, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, or any major podcasting app. iTunes users, we'd love if you'd leave a comment and a star rating. As always, we hope you'll join us next time on Heal Before Pod. <laughs> <laughs>